All right, let's break down what's going on in provincial politics with the help of Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. And good morning, Simi. Okay, well, I guess we're off and running, but that would make it seem like it's a race, and right now it's still not. No, I'm uh, sitting here thinking of what you actually call David Eby. Uh, when when someone's been chosen premier but not officially sworn in yet, you kind of go, well, it's premier-designate or premier-elect. In this case, I'm wondering if premier-inevitable is, is the right way to go about it. But, but no, uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. The race is open. You know, the NDP laid down the rules on the weekend. So the race is open to entrance until October the 4th. Now, you have to pay 40000 bucks to get in, uh, so it's not easy to just jump into the race, but you know, you could, if you can raise that kind of money, you can do it. Um, if nobody enters by October the 4th, the uh, party has appointed a chief electoral officer, former finance minister Elizabeth Cull, and she can say there are no candidates, there's no race, David Eby wins, and at that point, we could have a, an early handover from Premier Horgan to Premier Eby. So that's probably where we're headed at the moment, but you know, if somebody jumps in before October the 4th, then they go through a full leadership race and the voting takes place and uh, the handover doesn't occur until December. Okay, let's talk about the actual announcement last night that happened in David Eby's riding. And what was impressive to me, Vaughn, was the number of NDP, MLA and cabinet ministers who showed up to support him. Well, who the hell else were they going to say? Well, exactly. <laughs> I guess so. You know, we've had leaders acclaimed in the NDP before, and, you know, we not in these circumstances, but, you know, uh, you had uh, you had David Dave Barrett a few generations ago, uh, chosen premier by acclamation by the party. You had Mike Harcourt chosen that way. You had... Um, Jeez, uh, I'm forgetting them already. All the all the people that have gone through that job, John Horgan. Yeah, so uh, it has happened before, but it hasn't happened uh, quite this way with a handoff from one premier to another. Although when Glenn Clark quit, Dan Miller was chosen as a successor by his caucus. So uh, yeah, it it everybody was lined up there behind him. In fact. If you look at who wasn't there, Simi, uh, you go, well, of course, the speaker was not there, Raj Chuan, because the speaker doesn't get that involved in politics. Selena Robinson had already said that as finance minister, she didn't think she would get involved in endorsing. So there aren't really that many people left to endorse David Eby who haven't already done so. Right. Now, we are going to be speaking with uh, Mr. E.B. coming up in our 8 o'clock hour this morning. And I know what the big question that a lot of people have is, well, what's going to be so different from, you know, John Horgan versus a David E.B. potentially government? And it sounds like well, he's saying, well, it's going to be staying the course. Yeah, I mean, he said no radical departures uh, last night. And look, I thought the Greens actually nailed this in their press release. David Eby's been part of the government. He's in cabinet. He's voted for everything they've done, including some of the things that the Greens don't like, like expansion of LNG. So, you know, if he does any sudden reversals of direction on policy, uh, he's got some explaining to do. Why'd you vote for it if you don't like it, right? So, so that's the first thing. And the other thing is he did 
suggests, you know, that he sees places where he can build on what they've done. I thought the most intriguing thing I heard was, and I just heard it on NW's News, and it was just a passing reference to, he sees a possible opening for the government to help out build housing for middle-income British Columbians. So right now, the government spends a lot of money building social housing for low-income and designated groups and the homeless and all that, that would be an expansion. So it'll be interesting to hear what he says to you this morning when he's on about where he's headed with that. The missing middle, like we always talk about. Yeah. I mean, I think we need a lot of housing for the missing middle. Up to now, the solution has been the one that David Eby suggests, which is for local governments to expedite approvals of those projects by market housing developers. So that's where he's been pushing so far. But the suggestion that the government might be able to step in and land a helping hand, uh, that may be a popular thing to do, but it may also be pretty expensive. Uh, Major housing programs already in the province, uh, the social housing stuff is already costing billions of dollars. And on that front too, isn't there an announcement coming this morning from the finance minister? (laughs) One thing the New Democrats are really good at is throwing, you know, challenging their opponents. They didn't spend all those years in opposition without learning, you know, how to keep throwing Stay the on other their side toes, off yeah. So we got a press, uh, a press conference this morning with Selena Robinson, and according to the release we got last night, she's going to be announcing expansion of the speculation and vacancy tax. Expansion of that. It is not a coincidence, I suggest to you, Simi. Kevin Falcon opposes that tax, and I expect we'll be reminded of that this morning when Selena Robinson makes her announcement. Oh, this is so interesting yeah. then. So Eng- so what, is, what are they going to be doing? How do you expand the speculation well, and vacancy tax? you could tax? expand the coverage, uh, or you could expand the rate, or you could do both. I mean, the New Democrats have put out report in UBC uh, policy review, which said that the tax had the intended effect of moving 20,000 units into the rental housing market. So the tax, you can get off, you can get out of the tax, not have to pay it on your second residence or your vacation property if it's within the designated area. You can get out of paying it if you rent the place out. And the whole objective of the policy was not just to tax people, but to provide them for an incentive to put the, the space on the market. So UBC survey says uh, the result was 20,000 units on the market that wouldn't have been there otherwise. So... Uh, you know, it, it does get backs up and it is controversial. And, wh- and one of the most controversial things about the tax has been the places they exempted from it, right? Because it's, it's very arbitrary. Uh, some of the Gulf Islands, Whistler, you know, so maybe they'll expand it to capture some of those places as well. Okay, so if you're the opposition then, Vaughn, what do you make of potential Premier David Eby then? Well, I see the Liberals uh, firing up their attack machine yesterday. Uh, They've chosen to focus on his history, uh, pivot legal society, say he's soft on crime, say he hasn't dealt with that yet. Uh, I expect, uh, because, you know, every new Democrat is being targeted on this issue, uh, the uh, health care issue, shortages and all that. Uh, and, I mean, those are those are real issues out there. I'd be interesting to see how he addresses the challenge of inflation. We've got massive uh, uh, unresolved labor negotiations going on in the province with public sector unions, no settlements yet, and... I think it's almost 200 labor agreements and almost 400,000 people covered. So, you know, this is uh, one of the things that I think got people to hold back on this is this is not 
yes, you get to be premier. That's the good news. But the bad news is you also get to be premier and have to deal with all this. And it's going to be challenging. I, you know, there's an interesting personal question here with David Eby. He, mm-hmm. as you know, Ravi Kalon backed out said young family, right. uh, the mayor of, of, of uh, Port Moody, Brad West, said young family. Others have said it. Well, you saw them last night. David Eby has a young family. And uh, it'd be interesting to know how he and his spouse are going to manage that, because that is a real challenge and a real problem. And, you know, he's been managing it as one of the hardest working members of cabinet for the last few years. But Premier is going to take that to a new level. Yeah, it is going, especially for somebody who does take a lot on in that way. I, I wonder if it just was the lure, do you think, of being Premier and not opposition leader just too much to resist this time? Yeah, I mean, he's a very ambitious guy, and he's got a lot of things he wants to get done. He's quite driven. Uh, and he's also, I mean, he fits the thing that John Horgan said when he stepped down. We need a next generation of leaders. So... David Eby is, what, he's 44 years old. <laughs> you know, when the, when the New Democrats took power in British Columbia for the first time under Dave Barrett, um, David Eby wasn't even born yet. You know, you try to beat him up over what the New Democrats did in the 1990s. Well, like, he was in high school. So this really is generational change. And I, I think that's a healthy thing for British Columbia. I think, uh, you know, uh, Kevin Falcon, who's older, is going to be dealing with that issue along with all the other challenges that are going to be out there. But I think we're in for very much a traditional British Columbia political battle, which is going to be close, and it's going to run from now till the next provincial election, whenever they choose to have it. Boy, 44, so young. Although I should say 45 tomorrow. Tomorrow was the birthday, Ah. so there you go. Well, he's already over the hill then. (laughs) What a difference. All right, thank you for that, Vaughn. Bye-bye.